let's do the uh, we'll do the igres. We're up to this is volume four. That's the Rebbe's letters, the holy letters of the Rebbe. You call them igres. And this is letter number 403, and this is dated on the 21st day of Marcheshvin in the year Tavshin Yud Aleph, which is towards the end of 1950, in letter in, from Brooklyn. And the Rebbe writes this to the great genius and chassid and God-fearing person. Rebbe, this is Yecheskel Yehuda Sheyichia Undarshver. And the Rebbe starts off with the uh, traditional... Peace and blessing, the Rebbe says. Now, the Rebbe um, says, I did receive your letter uh, from Monday, the letter in the Seder Zeus Eis Habris. This is the, um, in the verses, as the, sometimes they, you made references to the, um, to the um, portion in which they would Read so, like in the section of Noah, there it says there. This is the uh, sign of the covenant. God put the uh, uh, the uh, rainbow. Uh, thank you. God put the rainbow into the into the sky as a sign for this covenant, not to bring a flood anymore. But when they would want to make a, a reference, like Monday, instead of saying Parshas Noah, they would say. To the order of Zeus Eisabris, that's because of the uh, special, powerful words, the sign of a covenant, and it also relates a little bit to what he's going to say uh, here. Uh, the Rebbe sort of apologizes for not answering immediately. Uh, the Rebbe says because of the preoccupation in the month of Tishrei, which is is a general month, my response has been delayed till this point. Can you imagine how much later is this? We're talking about the 21st day of Cheshvan and so we're not talking about that much uh, we're talking about a couple of weeks maybe three weeks and the Rebbe is saying how come don't, don't, don't be offended that you didn't get uh, a letter back any sooner than that and, and the Rebbe says to him I was very uh, pleasant to me to learn, to hear that you are occupying yourself in the subject of Tarat HaMishpacha that means family purity which means going to the mikvah for the women to go use the mikvah and uh, the Rebbe says that uh, it's unfortunate that it's so neglected nowadays and it's been so pushed away and um, the Rebbe says, uh, this is, the Rebbe is interesting, he says, the Rebbe says, there's a sense of shame, of embarrassment to talk about these subjects, because they're intimate, they're personal things, and the Rebbe says, and the Rebbe says, it's, it's, the, the pain is so great that it's just because of a feeling of, of shame, which isn't in the right place. We're talking about a mitzvah here, an important mitzvah. So the Rebbe says, even people who are very religious and they're very, uh, uh, you know, doing the right things, but yet they won't talk about about that subject. And uh, the Rebbe, the Rebbe is, 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 is wants people to, you know, to be aware of this important mitzvah. Now, the um, I don't know if you know you know the joke about the rabbi who came got a new position in the congregation. 
And when he comes the first Shabbat to give the uh, sermon, the president says to the rabbi, he says, what are you going to be speaking about? He says, I'll talk about keeping Shabbos. And the president says, not in this shul, because all these people, nobody keeps Shabbos in this shul. And you're going to chase away all the members. Who do you think pays, pays your bills? He says, you can't talk about it. Okay, the next week, the rabbi says, what are you going to talk about? He says, I'm going to talk about eating kosher. So the president says, you can't talk about kosher. You know, these people in the shul don't eat kosher. If you're going to tell them that they have to eat kosher, then they're going to be so offended that they will stop coming and they're not going to pay your bills. You're not going to have a job. All right? So then the third week, the rabbi says, what are you going to talk? He says, I'm going to talk about family purity. The, the rabbi said, the president said, you must be kidding. You're going to offend all the women in our congregation. He says, you can't do that. So the uh, rabbi says to the uh, president, he says, Mr. President, you hired me as a rabbi. Yeah. I'm supposed to give a sermon. Yeah. He says, what do you want me to talk about? He says, I can't talk about Shabbos. I can't talk about kosher. Can't talk about the mikvah. So what do you want me to talk about? He says, I don't understand. What's the problem? Talk about Judaism, he says. <laughs> you know, talk about Judaism, you know, about, you know, but don't talk about anything relevant. In any event, and Rebbe says how true uh, came true the words of my father-in-law in his many talks that the Yetzir Hara, the evil inclination, he's referred to in Yiddish as the Kluginker. This, the, you know, the outsmarter one. The Kluginker meaning a very, uh, uh, too smart, you know. Uh, an Oibrachachem. Oibrachachem. That's what I'm saying. No, now, too smart, you know, somebody over, over was. Uh, a Chacham is a wise. Yeah, Oibrachachem is too much of a Chacham. But here the word is the Kluginker. Kluginger means the, the smart one. Klug is smart. But Kluginger means he knows a conniver. He's a conniver. So what does he do? Yeah. Because, why is he called a conniver? Because sometimes he dresses up with appropriate garments fitting to each one. He presents himself in a way to each one fitting to that individual in order to get him to uh transgress and to sort of get him to change his mind and take him away from, from Yiddishkeit. And he said in the name of his father, the Rebbe Rashab, that the Yetzer Hara is referred to, we call him also a Nefesh Abahamish, we call him like an animal soul. So why do we call him an animal soul? It's not because he's specifically an animal, it's not because it's an animal, uh, because sometimes he can be like a fox who is the slightest of the, of the animals. And you need a lot of wisdom in order to understand his tricks. You know, you, you, you need to be able, he has different ways, different tricks, he says. And sometimes he dresses up in a garment of an innocent, righteous person, a humble and somebody with good character. He dresses up and he's trying to take you away. He's all of a sudden now, he's a nice gentleman. He says, uh, you know, the, in each one and one, the Nefesh Bahamis, the animal soul, comes according to that person's individual's character, what he needs. So, the Rebbe says this, we see this in this matter, he says. Because on one hand, the measure of being uh, 
shame, not pushy, uh, being humble, being abayshonis. Uh, that's a good characteristic for that represents all the three three characteristics that the Jewish people possess. Naturally, is that they are kind people, and uh, they have their pity for the pity other people. And they're also bayshonim. They're embarrassed. They don't, you know, they're uh, uh, don't uh, don't uh, huh? Humble. humble. So the Yetzirah uses that measure of of, of bayshonis to prevent from the very important essentials talk, which is for the good fortune of a man and his wife and their children that follows to all generations. So you're using, instead of telling them what is in their benefit, you're using that measure of shame that you're too embarrassed to speak about these things, which is supposedly a good characteristic, but that's preventing you from telling people things that you should tell them. As far, Rebbe says, your requests about this pamphlet, which talks about family purer than English, I have asked the office to send you in regular mail in a package by itself. And the Rebbe ends with blessings and with hope to hear Good news in all the above, and it has the Rebbe's signature. So this is um, again where the Rebbe takes every on every part, every Jew, every Rabbi, every uh, important person, and he's encouraging them that they need to go out there and tell people what Yiddishkeit and even things that they maybe feel uncomfortable, it's not nice, the Rebbe says that's not an excuse, this is important you should tell people what the Torah says and that is something which is for their benefit, which also brings me to the, to the story that I once, the, the parable that the Rebbe uses in another letter in which he says that when there's a fire burning outside and then there's a person sleeping and he doesn't want to be woken up because he's dreaming he's in La La Land and he's having all these beautiful dreams, and you're waking him up, he says, get away from here because I want to sleep. And then, but then there's a fire there, and then the fire, and you save him, you wake him up and you save him, so eventually he's going to be real thankful to you. And the same thing is true if you tell people about the Yiddish guide, you tell them about the, the laws, and you tell them, you help them along. So even though at the time they're saying, no, 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 I don't need this, this is not for me, and I don't need this, but you are actually helping them, you are actually uh, doing them a big favor, and eventually you know, hopefully they'll thank you for it, because they'll appreciate that you woke them up, that you showed them, that you guided them, and then you helped them along even though they themselves did not feel that way.